music for about 10 years and she's been extremely dedicated and consistent and yeah she's just been doing it a lot longer than most people her age that do music so there are a lot of kids that like start young but they just kind of rely on their talent and even like the virality of their moment and they ride the wave but they never really grow out of that and they never push themselves and they rise with a trend and they fall with a trend so there's a lot of young kids that do that um, but then there's also a lot of you know 20 something year old people that just start doing music and then they blow up within a year or two which is crazy and I'm sure that that's rare but it still happens so but with Cole it's really interesting because she has been writing very consistently for over 10 years now and she's also been extremely dedicated and consistent with putting music out and evolving her sound, improving her craft. And you can see, like, you can look at her discography. I'll, I'll uh, leave a link in the description. And you can see, like, how far she's come. So what's crazy is that she has been really good about standing her ground and being authentic to herself and having integrity and not selling out for fame. I'm sure that there are things that she could have done from when she started till now that could have made her famous, but she chose to be true to herself. And that's a huge sacrifice, but I think it's a worthy sacrifice. So it's tough to see other people around you either sell out or not try as hard and make it that's tough and you know her ability to stay focused on the same thing for so long is something that I really admire and it's something that I wish that I had I wish that one I wish that I had the clarity that early because I did I've also been writing music about 10 years and in the beginning I thought like this is what I'm meant to do like I'm meant to make music that was what I was born for. I mean, it was the first I talked about it. If you're curious about my experience with it, I talked about it in the first three episodes or four episodes of this podcast. So you can't find it on YouTube, but if you go on Spotify or any other streaming platform, you can learn about my story with that. But I very quickly allowed my, I got complacent with my newfound talent and I honestly, I mean, how good can you be at 14? I don't know. There are some people that are incredible at 14. I was not incredible, but I had potential, but I just didn't 
didn't really try that hard, to be honest. And I also made a lot of excuses as to why I couldn't release music. And I just look back on that and it really sucks. I soon lost that clarity and I got confused because I had other skills and other things that I wanted to do, but I felt like I had to pick one thing and I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And I lost that clarity and I never had the same, the same discipline that my wife has. So it's something that I really admire. But here we are. She's 22 and you know, we've grown up with people like Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, these people that were, they got famous at a very young age. And I say very young, like early teens, like that's young. And they deserve it. Like they're incredible, but so is she. And it's hard to not wonder like, what is, what's the problem here? Like what's going wrong? Why hasn't anything really, really big happened yet? Why isn't there any, you know, why isn't there a huge record deal and a huge tour and all this stuff when there are other people and, and we meet them all the time where they're like, oh yeah, I've been doing music like two years and they have like more followers and you know, they're just, they're like performing shows and it's like, how, how I don't understand. So we were talking about this the other night, Cole and I, and we, she was just venting to me a little bit about how frustrating it is to be in her position and to meet other people occasionally that are clearly in it for the the money and the clout they're making music because it's a cool thing to do and not because it's truly a part of who they are and it's coming from within them and it's the way that they see the world and the way that they process the world they're strictly doing it because it's cool that sucks first of all because the music industry is extremely competitive cutthroat oversaturated to be honest the music industry is i just did something really weird with my mouth and i don't know what it was the music industry is hard it is so extremely difficult music is not like any other business first of all nobody buys music anymore so that it's like how do you make money and then the other thing is like when I'm promoting my business, when I'm promoting myself, when I'm promoting my podcast, when I'm promoting my habit tracker, whatever it might be, I there is a very clear, like, this is how this can affect your life. This is how I can help you. This is why my information or my perspective is valuable to you. Music is not the same. <laughs> it's just not. Like, people have different tastes in music and we sometimes forget that music is a necessary part of life like what what would social media be without music you wouldn't have any like videos you wouldn't have movies you wouldn't have like there are just so many things that rely on music let alone our emotions and the way that we are able to process feelings the way that we feel heard when nobody else 
understands us. Like music is a very important piece of what it means to be human. And it's hard to promote it because it's art. And it's not like paintings either, where you can paint something and people see how good you are at painting and then you sell the painting. It's like you show people how good your music is and they move on. You're not an A-list artist, so they can't, like, you can't afford to go perform all these places. You don't have the fan base to go perform all these places. And nobody would show up because, again, you're not, like, it's this circle where it seems like you're kind of stuck. And that's why it's really frustrating that record labels have the amount of power that they have, too, because they, they call the shots. It's all up to them. So reason why I'm saying this is that it, it's extremely difficult to promote music in a way that's authentic to you as an artist. And that's the struggle. The struggle is how do you play the game that you have to play in order to make it to where you need to make it while also still being true to yourself? Because if you want to grow, let's say on Instagram or TikTok, you're going to have to play into trends a little bit or else new people are not going to find you. That sucks because there's a lot of really cringy music trends and like they just feel so inauthentic. Very, it's a very difficult place to be in. There, one of the reasons why we brought this up together, why we started talking about it was because I was, this past week I've been thinking about my own approach to how I am presenting myself on the internet and the thing is like there's always a level of character that you kind of snap into whenever you're on the internet or whenever you're running a business or really anything in your life like you don't act the same around everybody in your life perfect example my family is still very religious and I am not. And there are things that I do, things that I say in my own home, out and about, that I would not do or say in front of my family out of uh, respect and also just to avoid how sticky of a situation that is. So you don't act the same around everybody, but that doesn't mean that you're being disingenuous when you are monitoring the way that you act. So I want to kind of go on a, a sidetrack just really quick because this I'm realizing this is something that I used to really struggle with. I used to mistake authenticity for I used to mistake arrogance for authenticity. I used to think that I'm just going to be me no matter who I'm around and they can deal with it or they can leave. Okay, that's not that's not like the worst approach because at least people know what they're getting. But the problem is you aren't giving the opportunity a chance to you're not giving people a chance to really gauge. Like I have, I would say, and other people that know me would say that I have a pretty intense personality. I'm very passionate about the things that I think and believe 
which isn't inherently a bad thing. However, it can come off really strong to some people and it's not intentional. I don't intentionally push myself on people or push my ideas on people. I don't intentionally make people feel uncomfortable, especially people that are introverted because I tend to have too much energy for them. Um, I married one, my mom's one, just as an example. So this was something that I struggled with, especially I think coming out of high school where I was so sick and tired of not being true to myself, not being confident in myself, not being authentic to where this was a season of overcorrection because then I overcorrected and I was like, I am just going to be unapologetically me and I literally don't care. Like I'm going to basically, I took it too far to the sense where I was doing whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. And that's not, that's not being authentic. That's being reckless and it's being insensitive. So I wanted to be authentic. The reason why I bring that up is because now, you know, a couple years later, I still have the same desire. I still want to be authentic in the way that I present myself on the internet because this is where I'm building my business. This is where I'm helping people. This is where I'm honestly helping myself. Like, that's why I do this podcast is because I'm able to connect dots. I just connected the past experience that I had with struggling with my authenticity and and honestly just being arrogant and reckless and insensitive. I kind of like forgot about that until just now because I'm talking about the conversation I had with my wife a couple days ago. So this podcast is so crucial for me, but I also along the way ask a lot of really deep questions and a lot of hard questions so that you can do the same for yourself so that you don't need to start a podcast in order to ask these questions and come to these realizations for yourself. So the internet is where I am doing all of this and it's the mode in which I'm able to unscramble all of this shit that's in my head and refine it into something that is actionable and makes sense and resonates with people so that I can help people. So it is extremely important for me to be authentic to myself, to really be in alignment with my higher self and who I truly am. However, we are playing a sick game of algorithms and destroyed attention spans. And that's a hard game to play. I was going to get a drink a minute ago, but I didn't. It's a hard game to play. It's a hard balance to find. How do you balance authenticity with playing the game that you have to play? And in general, I believe that society presents a game for you to play. I think it's a sick game, like I just said. I think there's a lot of really twisted, messed up, and honestly just unnatural things about this game that society presents us. But you really have two options. You can either spend your time complaining about the game, or you can play the game until you get to a high enough level to where you can change the game for other people. You cannot change the way the game works at the bottom. It's just not how it works here. <laughs> you're not going to be able to do anything. You're not going to be able to make any waves or any lasting impact 
if you're at the bottom. So you have to play the game to a certain level to where you're able to influence and change the way that the game works. So, but again, it's like, how do you do that without selling your soul? Figuratively, because I don't know if that's actually a real thing. So I bring all of these, I, I ask all these questions and I'm trying to make these connections because now I'm sure you can create a better picture in your mind of how frustrated my wife is with she's been playing the game for 10 years but she's also been authentic to herself and she hasn't hit that breakthrough point yet and the question is will she i truly believe that she will and i truly believe that it's coming very soon but that's besides the point it hasn't actually happened yet and it's the same for me although i haven't been as consistent with one specific thing for 10 years I did a video on this and it's coming out later this week on Instagram where I talk about barriers of authenticity. So all this time where I thought that I was just not able to commit to something and I was bouncing back and forth between these different opportunities and these cool ideas and I thought I essentially had shiny object syndrome. In reality, whenever I would try something new, whether it was a new job or a new business idea or a new social media account, I've had a lot of those. Anytime I would try something new, I got this gut feeling, this instinct telling me, hey, this is not right for you. And now I have two choices. I can either continue doing it for a long period of time for a couple reasons, A, so that it looks better to other people, so it looks like I can commit to something and I'm not scatterbrained. B, so that I can actually get results with the thing, because even if it's not right for me, I can still get results with it. So those are the reasons why I could keep sticking with it. Or I can pivot and be like, okay, I know this isn't right for me. Like, I have to go in a different direction. What do I do? Well, I think these are the things I should do. Okay, try it. Boom, then I bounce over here whoa, this isn't right for me either. All right, well, now you have some choices again. You can either choose to continue to do the thing that's not right for you or find the thing that is. And it was extreme sometimes, other times it wasn't so extreme. I did, you know, there were a couple jobs that I stuck with for longer. There were others that, you know, it was a few months and I was like, this, I, this is so dumb. <laughs> like, I hate this so much. My soul rejects this. And that's a difficult place to be in too, especially when you have financial responsibilities. But you have these barriers or boundaries of authenticity where you're not just jumping around, completely unable to commit to something. You are actually just in tune with what your gut is telling you. Like this is not right. Now, there is something to be said for foresight and being able to look at a situation before you jump into it and be like, yeah, this isn't right for me. But that was the struggle that I had was that I there was something deep inside me, something truly authentic to me that knew who I was and what I was meant to be and what I'm meant to do with my life. And so I had the feeling, but 
I wasn't able to clarify logically or materially what that thing was. And so I went looking for different things that would satisfy or align with that feeling, but I was doing it logically. I wasn't, I wasn't doing it spiritually and emotionally the way that I should have. So it wasn't, I ended up trying a bunch of things that I didn't have to, to get to where I am today. I, it's just the path that I took and I'm grateful for it, even though it's kind of sucked at times, but this is, this is a hard topic and it, I, I honestly don't know the answer to it. I, I always try to find the answer, so I really do need to think about it. Can you play the game and be authentic? Can you play the game and be true to yourself? I don't know. Which is more important? Maybe we need to start there. Which is more important? Is it more important to play the game to where you can get to a level where you can change the game for others? Or is it more important to play the Is it more important to not play the game at all and be 100% authentic and true to yourself all the time and not align with any aspects of the game that are inauthentic to you? Even if that means that you don't level up in the game so that you can help other people. It's a hard question to answer because this idea of collective consciousness, if you do play the game and you sacrifice a little bit of authenticity, just a little bit to get to where you need to be so you can help others, you're helping others, you're helping yourself because we are all one. But you could also say the same thing on the flip side. You could also say, hey, if I am truly authentic to myself 100%, even if it comes at the cost of not leveling up in whatever game you're playing, whether it's the music industry or your corporate job or whatever it, whatever else it might be, that is doing the greatest service to the collective consciousness because I'm not sacrificing who I truly am. Because who you truly are is, is a gift. It's There are infinite... God has split into an infinite number of versions of consciousness, at least going with this idea. So it's like each one is special and unique. So is sacrificing any part of that actually worse than sacrificing what you need to sacrifice to get to where you need to be to change the game so that other people don't have to sacrifice as much of themselves. Human problems. (laughs) Human problems. So here's what I do think. I do think it's extremely important to be authentic to yourself. I think that this is where the law of attraction comes in because 
consciousness is the most powerful force in the universe. And if we believe that we have to sacrifice a part of who we really are to have some sort of material success in this life, then that will be true. So just to have the thought not be broken up so much. If we believe that we have to give up a part of who we are in order to achieve material success, then that will be true. But if as a collective, we believe that if we are true to who we are and if we align with our higher self always, then we will evolve as a species in the best way possible. If we believe that, that will also be true. So I really think it's about shifting your mindset. Neuroplasticity is this idea that you can not only consider ideas that are contrary to your own, but that you can acknowledge when they're better or when they're right. Neuroplasticity is the ability to mold your mind and flex accept new ideas, new perspectives. So we, we really need to focus on our, our outlook because you can come at this with a perspective of duality where there's two options. Like the, the only options that exist are the ones that I know of. The only options I see are you remain completely authentic to yourself at all times, but that means that you are not going to succeed because you're not playing the game and you will stay where you're at, but you stay authentic. The other option is you sacrifice a little bit of your authenticity to play the game, whether it's play the trends or the algorithms or the news or whatever you need to do to level up and then you can change the game if you wanna change it. Those are the two options that you see from the outside. Those look like the only, it looks like the only path, the only two paths to take. But that is a dualist perspective. There are so many more options that we haven't found that we can't even think of yet or that we haven't thought of yet. And we need to explore those options. So maybe that's what this episode is really about, is we need to change the way that we look at authenticity. We need to really reprioritize aligning with our higher selves. Because first of all, if we don't, you're living a lie and, and you will be miserable. That sucks. What's the point if you're going to be miserable? There's a difference between challenge or difficulty or even hardship and being absolutely miserable in your life. So you're miserable if you're not authentic to yourself. And so we need that authenticity. And we need to reprioritize it. 
So I'm going to do my part right now and say that I believe after really working through this in my mind and out loud in front of you, I believe that if everybody is truly authentic to who they are, if everybody is prioritizing aligning with their higher self and becoming the best version of them that they can be, a lot of the problems that we have in the world will just go away. Most of the problems that we have in society come from people aligning themselves with low vibrational thoughts and feelings and beliefs. Beliefs like it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there, kill or be killed, oh, but we have to have money because if we don't, we need people to rule us because if we don't, We have to have meaningless jobs because if we don't, these are very dualist, low vibrational thoughts and feelings and beliefs. And that's where most of our problems stem from. Humanity as a whole, as an average vibration is existing very low at the moment. But there are people that are waking up and becoming aware that it doesn't have to be this way. They're becoming aware that there is something inside of them that is so much more powerful and beautiful and alive than the empty shell that they've been acting as. People are waking up. And this rise in consciousness and in authenticity is what I call the age of ascension. It is the collective rise of human enlightenment in the 21st century that is leading to the death of archaic systems that don't work, that don't serve us, and honestly that have never worked for humans. And instead, leading to the birth of a purpose-driven utopia, a world where people have their needs met, where people know who they are and accept it and grow into the best version of themselves, a world where everybody is has a sense of oneness and togetherness. The only reason why this doesn't exist yet is because we keep saying that it can't. Oh, but what about people that are bad? And what about people? What about wars? And what about famine? And what you name it? Come on, keep throwing out examples. Keep speaking into the universe why us humans can't have peace. Keep speaking into the universe why we need evil leaders that basically do everything that they want. And it's all in the name of power and money and not in the name of what's right. Keep explaining to me why we need to condition people from birth to act a certain way. Because if they fall out of line, everything will crumble. People are not being genuine and authentic to who they really are. That's why we have all these problems. 
if you're an artist and you create anything, make sure you create from within you and not from without. Make sure that you're doing it for you. Or make sure that what you're creating is honest to who you are. And that will have a certain vibration and it will attract people on that vibration. And that's the thing. If you look at if you look at what's really popular in art, in the media, in really anything, if you look at what's widespread, it's low vibrational. Why? Because most people are operating on a very low vibration. And so they those low vibrational things, the low vibrational YouTube channels, the low vibrational news channels, the low vibrational presidential candidates, you name it, people of that same vibration will be attracted to it. That's why it gets so much more difficult the higher up you go. The more you're able to raise your own vibration, the more you realize how alone you are. And that's hard. But the way that we can change that is by helping other people raise their vibration as well. And that's what I'm here to do. That's why I ask questions like this. That's why I talk about things like this, because we are in a race against a lot of evil people who are poisoning our food and poisoning our minds and they have ridiculous amounts of power and it's our fault. We're in a race and the only way that we're going to win this race is if we buckle up and do something to enlighten ourselves, enrich our minds and our souls, take care of ourselves, take care of each other and share information that makes us question our perception of reality. The collective outward reality is the way it is because we perceive it as so. If we can change our perception, which comes through deep questioning, then we can change our outward reality. Because in that process, you're changing your inward state. And the law of attraction states that your outward reality is only a reflection of your inward state. So if you think that's a bunch of bogus, that's fair. But if that resonates with you, then that's good. I'm going to wrap it up here. I like to leave some questions unanswered because I think it's important for us to continue to ask them and come to our own conclusions. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at the Nolan Void. I'm very active on there. I post way more videos than just this podcast. I am building the Age of Ascension, which is, again, that collective rise of human enlightenment that is already happening. I'm just contributing to it. And I'm trying to bring as many people as I can with me. So if that's something that you want to be a part of, Go ahead and give me a follow on there. I, If you enjoyed this episode and you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and give it a five-star rating. It helps me out a ton. 
share this video or this podcast with somebody that really needs to hear it. And I'll see you next time.